You're listening to Breakaway Wealth, the show designed to help you build wealth faster, think bigger, and break out of the herd. Now, here's your host, Jim Oliver. Before we jump into today's show, we have some exciting news to share with you. Our brand new online community platform is now live. Get access to free on-demand, in-depth training courses on topics like infinite banking, cryptocurrency, real estate investing, and much more. Just go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com. Or check out the show notes of this episode to find the direct link to request to join the community. Now, on to the show. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver, and with me today, my co-host for this series, Logan Rankin. Logan, welcome back. Thanks. Happy to be here. Fired up for these weekly calls. I know. You know, this is, uh, I'm almost uh, sad that this is the third and final one in this series, but it doesn't mean that it's it's not the last series that we're going to do because I I really think that uh, some great information that you're sharing and that we're sharing, um, and, you know, it's, uh, it's, April is coming up and um, we're going to be on tax day where people have to pay their taxes. Now, I never pay my taxes on April. I pay 90% of the previous, so I don't get penalized, but I push that off for another six months. But uh, if the IRS is look listening, I'm just following their rules. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about, before, as we kind of kick into the solution, right? We've talked about the problem. And, you know, Logan, there's really three places you can hold money um, it, for money that you are that you are holding. Like it could be in a taxable account, you know, like a checking account or, um, you know, non-qualified investment. It can be in a tax deferred account, meaning I'm not paying any tax now, but I'll pay tax later at some rate that the government will decide how much they're going to charge me down the road, right? Or a tax-free or tax-invisible account right? Or tax favored account, right? So when we talk about infinite banking and real estate, the thing that I love is everything in the policy is tax invisible and everything in real estate is tax favored. And there's all kinds of strategies that we can use in real estate to do that, to to make them tax favored and take advantage of the internal revenue code. So what are some of the things that people don't really know about when you think about that or what, what are your comments to taxable tax-free and deferred and. Yeah. I, I think in general taxes is something we don't teach enough, right? Um, nobody wants to talk about it, but it's their biggest expense in their entire life. Think about that. Your biggest expense in, in most people's lives is taxes, but they know nothing about them. Uh, the government tells us we got to pay them. They tell you that you need to pay somebody else to figure out how much, by the way, which I've always found crazy. Like, okay, I got to pay taxes. How much? Well, you figure it out. Oh, so I got to, I got to figure out how much I'm supposed to pay you. Like this, it's, I got to pay someone to figure it out. And it's all this, you know, it's taxes in general. I, I do think uh, it would be very, I would implore you to try to understand more about taxes because it's not what you make. It's, it's what you keep. And understanding that it's what you keep versus what you make is a, is a big part of this. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is that there is actually two tax systems. Uh, it's a, a tax system for those that are educated on taxes and that those, and those are uneducated. 
Um, and everybody's uneducated for a period of time and there's always something you can learn, but the more you get educated on the better that you're going to be. Um, I would, I don't even know if we should call it a tax system either, Jim, when you talk about real estate, what I've really learned that taxes is like a incentive system, really. That's how I look at it. Um, and I know there's going to be people watching your show and there's always people that say like, oh man, like, you know, people, people in real estate or people should have to pay more taxes. Why do they get all these incentives? Why do they get all these things called depreciation? Um, well, they get them because the government made those to incentivize and push us to go do what they want us to do. So one of the biggest things the government wants is good infrastructure, right? They don't want buildings falling over. They don't want, they, they don't want apartments that are, uh, you know, uh, haven't been updated for years upon years upon years. So they create incentives for landlords to be able to invest in these buildings. So the buildings look great. Um, it's, it, you know what I mean? Like in that respect, it makes sense, right? Cause everything the government does is pulling strings behind the scenes to do what they need to do. And they want to make sure our infrastructure looks great. So they give incentives. Um, so that would be my take Jim overall on taxes, but did you want me to tell you a little bit about like how I use uh, infinite banking? Absolutely. So, um, so one of the things, you know, three ways that Jim was talking about where you put your money and at, you know, everybody's at a different level uh, in real estate and I'm here to talk mostly about real estate. So, uh, or business. And as you start to scale your real estate or your business, there's a few things that you know, for sure. Right. Number one, is that if you're in the real estate business, you need to have some sort of reserves account, or at least you would be smart to do so because things happen in real estate. And I've never bought a property that I didn't have the appropriate amount of capital expenditures set aside and reserves because you can't predict anything, but you can predict that things are going to happen. So you should. So you start setting money aside for your real estate. So that would be your reserves account. The second thing that you want to set aside is what I call escrow. I don't let banks escrow my taxes and my insurance. I ask, escrow that. They're very happy to, by the way. I'm very happy to take your money, hold on to your property taxes. You pay them every single month and then they'll pay your taxes at the end of the year. Or you could. And because I want control over my money, I have always escrowed my own property taxes and insurance. So every single month, I got more and more money coming from my business checking account to my escrow account. So the second way you are storing money is in your escrow. And the third, I, I kind of led into this already. If you have any sort of capital expenditures needed at on your place, like let's say you need a roof in three years, you might set aside an account to start building up money to pay for that roof. Or maybe you wanna upgrade your apartment, you wanna, you wanna set aside. So one thing that I do with all three accounts, and we'll just keep it simple, I'm gonna do it with my escrow because I think everybody can do it with their escrow is I have, uh, I opened up a whole life policy, right? Uh, and you've talked a lot about IP, IBC, so infinite banking. And infinite banking works incredibly well with real estate because you have so much money sitting on the sidelines. And unless you want somebody else to be loaning that money out, like the bank, which, you know, and, and, and making a lot of money on that money you have sitting on the sidelines, you wanna do something with that. So, with all three of these counts, this money sitting, I've been always searching, well, what can I do with it? What can I do with it? This money's just sitting. And as you accumulate more and more real estate, like for example, every single month, I have about $200,000 worth of money sitting to pay taxes. So that starts to grow. 
let's just say you had $20,000. Let's just say you had $2,000. It doesn't really matter, but you have money sitting on the sidelines. So what I did and what you can do is you can open up a whole life policy, right? So instead of having the money sitting in the bank, the money you use to be able to buy the whole life policy, the whole life policy will grow, right? You have that money now, instead of just sitting in the bank, losing money, you got your whole life policy that's holding that money. And, and then at, uh, what would you say, Jim? What, average of 4% growth-wise? Yep. Growing at an average of four, which by the way, is probably 400 times more than sitting in the bank account. <laughs> um, well, what you also can do is you can borrow from this whole life. And this is where infinite banking gets really interesting. So you can have that money sitting. And then when it gets to December, January, and you got to pay those property taxes, well, now you can take that. You can borrow against it to be able to pay the property taxes, right? And then as that money starts to come back in for next year, slowly, you take that money that you were setting aside anyway, you're going to take that, let's just say $2,000 a month for your property tax and set in your savings. Well, you don't. You take the $2,000 and then you slowly start paying back off the whole life policy, right? That you just use to pay your property taxes. And then you get to the end of the year and now your whole life policy is totally back and, and you're not paying on that loan anymore. And guess what? It's time to pay property taxes again. And you take the whole life and you pay, but here's the deal. You're controlling everything right? And that's only a small example with escrows. Reserves is the same thing. You want to have a certain amount of reserves. Well, why would you just keep it in the bank? Why not move that into your whole life policy, right? Your money is sitting. Why would you want to sit in the bank when you can have it sitting in a whole life where you can access and you can move it back and forth, back and forth. And your loan is probably going to be about the same rate of your, of the dividends. Cause this part was hard for me to understand too, is you're not actually taking the money out of your whole life, right? You're borrowing a loan from the whole life. Your money's still there. I think that's an important distinction. Your money is still moving at a 4% rate in your whole life policy. And then you're borrowing a loan at about 4%, let's just say, from the company, not from your money in it. Your money stays. You're not taking it out, right? You're not, you're not touching it. You're, you're grabbing it. And then that, so think about it once. So now you're using that money to pay for it. It might be costing you 4%, but your money is still there moving at 4%. So what are you actually paying? And that's when it gets really interesting. And, um, you know, I, I'll throw this back to you in a second, but I do want to hit on this one. Now, what happens if you can grow over time? Your whole life is growing, right? You have more and more access to that. You, you can get a bigger and bigger loan because you have more and more money or more and more access to the money that you're putting in there. Well, then you can actually start utilizing uh, your uh, money in there to buy properties, right? Now, your, your IBC account, your whole life policy, actually over time can be utilized as the bank. It can be utilized as the bank right away. For example, if you're going to put 20% down on a property and you have about 25% you know, cash reserves, you could take that 25%, buy a whole life policy, Right, you won't have the full access to it right away, um, and Jim's team can help you with that. But you have the majority, you know, around eighty-five percent, maybe ninety percent access to it, or whatever. You take that, you can take that money and then use that as your down payment. And again, that money is still moving at four percent. So whatever that loan is, you can now arbitrage and use. You know, I know this 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 one's a little bit more complicated, but when you and and maybe a picture would, would help, but. You can use the cash flow from the property now to pay back the bank and to pay back your, you know, infinite banking checking account or your whole life loan, 
So there is like in real estate, I get like really pumped about this. I, I said like, Jim, like this is your whole infinite banking strategy. What you can use in a million different ways. But I said, I am going to argue that real estate investors is it, it is the it, it, there's so many different ways that real estate investors don't even realize that they could use this for. I think most of most people don't because you got to be a little bit organized. But once you set it all up, there's not a lot of organization you need. You just set it all up. And, um, you know, in the last two episodes, we talk about speed, moving money, velocity of money. I mean, look at this. Like, look at, I just, look how, I got money going everywhere. I mean, that's, and, and that should, if you can get, if you can um, get ex, as excited as me about how fast your money's moving from one spot to another spot, I didn't even talk about, uh, uh, you could loan it to fix and flippers. Like you can, you can get it back in 60 days. And there's just so many different utilities in real estate where you can use a whole life policy. Yeah, you're, no, um, and you said that you said a lot of great things in there, Logan. Um, you know, one thing we were talking about a deal offline and you were talking about putting a, a certain amount of money in the deal and, and how you were structuring this deal. And I was thinking to myself, if you had that money in, a, in the insurance contract, you could use the insurance company's money to go do that. And your cost is only the interest while that money's out, right? Because it's going to start flowing back like you just said. So it's only while it's out, that's your only cost. And guess what? Because you run a real estate business, that cost of that interest is gonna be deductible, right? Yeah. And so, you know, and you're creating this tax shelter, this money pool that is tax invisible. And, and, and you know, I'm using that word more and more, which really isn't a word, but, but tax invisible, two words, I guess, is, um, where we want to be, right? Because then no matter what the government does to us tax wise, we're not playing in that game. <laughs> but you know, the cool thing is too, over time, that $200,000 that you're paying with your uh, escrow becomes leveraged. Meaning if I give the insurance company $200,000 in one month, after a few years, it's I have more than $200,000 to use, right? So, and by year 10, I would put in $200,000 for that month and I have 300,000 to use. So back to your point, what are you gonna do with that extra 100,000 a month? Whatever you wanna do, cause you're in control, right? Yeah. And it is just like anything else, you, it's, it's, there's a learning curve. There's an organization, you might need a spreadsheet. You might need somebody to help you with this. You know, um, when you when you had three properties, you didn't have anybody on your team probably, right? You Maybe you had a handyman over here, you had somebody over there, but you didn't have any full-time people. Now, how many full-time people do you have? Uh, 57. 57, right? Okay, now that's a business. That's not a real estate invest, investing firm. That's a, that's a business, that's a real estate business. But to build that confidence in such a short period of time, right? First, you you know, this your vision has to be changing all the time because I guarantee you when you had three properties, you didn't say, I want to have 200 million, 500 million or whatever the vision is now of property, right? But you knew you wanted more. You knew you wanted to, you were developing the foundation. So talk about how you help people and how you were helped to build that confidence to build that foundation so that it would support a business like this? 
Yeah, I think uh, one of the number one things I teach at my workshop and I would for everybody on here, I know some of this, what I just went through is a, a little bit complicated without uh, pictures and I'm a picture, I'm a vision person myself, um, is organization. Like if you want speed, if you want scale, if you want wealth, getting your organized, making sure that you're organized where you could, is, is a huge way to wealth. It's underrated. And if you're not organized, then you need to find somebody that's organized and make sure they keep you organized. You don't necessarily have to be organized yourself. You just have to make sure that you're not, someone is keeping, because we don't pay enough attention to our assets, our net worth. And everybody thinks like, oh, if my net worth's going up, everything is great. Well, that drives me crazy because it is important. It is good that your net worth is going up, but it's even more important that your net worth is productive. What is the productivity that your net worth is equaling today and in the future? And you need to be organized to be able to do that. And um, so I would tell you to answer your question, that is probably the number one key to my success and is keeping my stuff as organized as possible so I can measure my productivity, so I can measure the speed of which my money is moving. And um, I even get this question all the time, what's your unit count go? Like how many units do you want to end up with? There's, I've, uh, when I had three units, I wanted 10. You're right. And then I moved the goalposts and maybe I wanted a hundred. But once I hit a hundred units, once I hit financial freedom, back when I was 30, I didn't care about units anymore. The number one thing I cared about is making sure that my hard earned money was moving in a productive manner. How fast is it's moving? So I just got really organized. And then I found out like, and this is what whole life can do, um, is what you want to make sure is if, if your vehicles are profitable and they're bringing back money, you actually have a problem. The problem is the money is then is sitting. So you got to get rid of that money, right? You got to find a way to get rid of that money and hopefully you find it into another profitable investment, but then you make the problem even bigger because now you're more profitable, which means you got more money coming back. So now you got to figure out what to do with that. The reason I like whole life is because you can put it into these policies, you know, that allow you time to figure out what you want to do with it and how you want to utilize it. Um, so I, I, I really think there's just so many different ways you can do that. But the but back to your question, the number one thing I, I would implore everybody to do is get really organized so you can see what's going on. It's the first thing I do when I help out my clients is before, if you have no real estate, the first thing you shouldn't do is go buy real estate. I'm a big component of taking action. Don't get me wrong. But if you don't know what your net worth is, if, if you don't know what your cash flow is per month, that's actually what you need to start with. You got to get yourself organized so you understand where, where, where your map is right now. And then we can start adding different levers, right? Then we can start adding more real estate. Then we can start adding whole life policies. But I think that's where it all starts. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And you know what's funny is... In today's world, you can have somebody organize you. Like, let's just take something that maybe we we all, like if you took your computer and your files, right? How do you organize your files? So one of my business partners, Bob Burnett is an engineer. So when you look at his, his uh, file system, you know, I'm not sure it makes sense to me, but it, it's, it's very organized and it's, he can, he can find anything anywhere. Boom. Right. Well, that's not how my brain works, but I can hire somebody and think, you know, with Upwork and things like that, I could hire somebody for $5 an hour to organize me, right? Probably somebody with a college degree 
overseas to organize me. But what I did too, is I hired somebody to organize me uh, and she's virtual. She's in Kentucky, you know, just, Hey Jim, no, I'm going to cancel that appointment. You, you know, you, you, you can't do that, that you don't have enough time. And she's just taken over this stuff. And it's so relieving to have that because it isn't one of my strengths. So if somebody's in the, in the audience, you can, and then when you have systems. So when you go to workshops like yours and you get systems and you get systems on soup to nuts, how do I start and, and how do I keep growing it, right? And, and then there's different levels. It's kind of like our community that we just started. You can go in and there's free courses and then there are courses that you pay for. And then there's masterminds that we're developing. And then there's next level masterminds. And the more that you pay, the more you get, right? And, and, and the reason is, is it costs us more and more and more to produce that stuff. So, but it will always be 10X to 25X. I mean, that would be my goal, 25X. So every dollar you put in, it's gonna be worth at least $10. And if anybody ever feels like it's not, just tell us and we'll give you your money back. Um, but, you know, I think about that back to you, like the workshop. Like what's the value of the workshop? If I paid, I mean, I know the workshop's not $100,000, but if I paid $100,000, and then I went and made at least a million dollars, then I, that was pretty good. But what if I went and made a hundred million dollars? Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's the thing. I think, again, if you look at too many people, we talked about this last episode, too many people look at the expense of something, not what you get out of it, right? That's where the true value is. In fact, I would tell you that anybody that has ever signed up for my workshop, I'll, I'll tell you this now, I tell them then, is I'll, I'll give your money right back if you don't feel like you got five times uh, what, what the cost of the workshop was. And five is low. I agree. Like, if you're not getting, you're going to get 10x uh, what this is. And, 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 and you can find, you know, uh, even forget the workshop for a second. Here's the thing. If, if you want to scale, if you want to build wealth, a lot of people that are listening to this probably do. You can find everything we're talking about, like on Google. It's just going to take you years. It's all out there. But if you want the shortcut, there's different ways to be able to take the shortcut and that costs money. But the shortcut should produce, you know, five to 10 X uh, what it would in both times and dollars. You know, what's funny about that is I was just having this discussion with somebody on our team and I was talking about how I learned infinite banking. So what I did is I went to Nelson's 10 hour workshop. Then I went to it again. Then I went to it again. And then I called him a million times and I'd ask him every stupid question that I could think of. Right. And he would, I think he thought I was slow in the beginning because he'd say, Jim, how many times have you read my book? And, uh, uh, and he had the greatest Southern draw. And, uh, I'd say, I think I've let it, read it 10 times. He goes, go back and read it again. And he would just, you know, tell me that, or, you know, uh, maybe you need to come to another workshop. And so, uh, the, and, and, but in conjunction with that, I read every book on the subject I could get my hands on every banking book. I, I ordered Bauer, uh, financial reports and read them. I, I even bought part of a bank to understand how the bank thinks and makes money. I mean, I did everything. Now, I will tell you that the stuff that I learned from Nelson was 10x efficient, 10x value to all the stuff that I read, right? 
And, and, and I read all the bad books on this subject and I get, I could name them, but we won't. Okay. Uh, but, and I know the bad books on real estate. I've read some of those, right? I'm sure you have too, but you know, if you could leverage somebody else's experience and their time, right. Then, you know, there's a lot of people out there that I would call mentors. They don't even know I exist, but I've taken what they tell me and they've written or they've recorded and I've used it. So they are mentoring me, whether they like it or not. And, and I'm sure they do like it. Um, and, and then the other thing is, you know, take a, take a handwritten note and send it to the author or to somebody with the workshop with specific questions or send them a specific email. How many times do people do that with you, Logan? Send you, hey, really love that. And I'm really interested. I just had a few questions. Do you get any Never of those? Never, Never right? Never. Now, by the way, if you did, you'd answer it. Yeah. Right? Because that person would stand out and you'd say, well, let me tell you why I say it this way. Or, or, and then guess what? Now we have communication. And if we have communication, now we have a relationship. Now, you, you know, that, that's a person you could come back to and say, hey, ran into this problem. You know, do you have any resources for this or this or this? Now we're building a community. Now we're collaborating, right? And I always say collaborate with people. Don't compete with people because we're always the buyer. We're never selling anything. We don't sell people infinite banking. We're not the hero in that story. You're not selling people on workshops and, and, and courses and things like that. Absolutely not. You are buying like, hey, I'm going to show you something. And I'm going to give you the confidence that maybe you wouldn't have on your own to go take action. So, um, you know, when we, when we think about that, you know, what, what do you think? Okay. So you gave one example of, um, of, of organization kind of being your, one of your uh, superpowers, right? What's another superpower or, or what's this, maybe somebody in your team that you don't have that superpower that they have that unique ability or something that, that you could collaborate with, or that you found that, that, and, and how did you start that? Like, mentors or reading or or whatever yeah reading is probably the biggest one that has helped me but i i i also tell you because i i read a book a week i've been doing that for you know four years and before that i did one a month so i started speeding it up because i think the i think the superpower of the future for everybody um is being able to uh learn and change because whatever you learn today is going to change so you need to be like really, really good at constantly evolving yourself and enjoy that that evolution. Um, so I, I enjoy the journey way more than I do the destination. Anytime I think I'm getting close to my destination, I think my goals are too small um, and I kick my goals further down. And then I'm like, man, I don't know enough. <laughs> like I don't I don't know enough and I got to I got to I got to evolve and I got to learn. Um, and, and a piece of for, for advice for anybody that does have people on their team, like I think it's really important to actually surround yourself with people that are uh, have strengths that are differently different than you, that are smarter than you when it comes to those things, so they can balance uh, you and help you drive for results. Um, you know, I uh, I would tell you that I am a very um, sometimes can get uh, very driven and very emotional 
on things. And one of the people that support me the most is always just super calm and collected. So if I get really upset over something dumb, he's my first call because I know if I call anybody else, I'm going to make a mistake. And I know that he's going to either be like, you know, you have the right to be pissed. Let's talk about how we communicated effectively because you're probably not going to, or, you know, he's like, you're not, you're just not level-headed right now. Like this isn't actually that big of a deal. Um, you know, so for that, that would be like, uh, one example. And I have a lot of opportunities. Everybody does, but you know, even if they're not in your team, even if you like were me, you know, I didn't, I didn't have a team to like a hundred units. Honestly, I had a third party property manager, um, who was great, but I didn't have a team. I didn't have an actual employee. So, but it can be friends. It can be what you said. It, it can be people, other business associates. Just look at like, find that person. Cause you know who they are. They're just better naturally gifted at things that you're not naturally gifted at. And when you go through a situation where there's an opportunity that is going to expose you, don't let it expose you call them first. And I guarantee you will be better afterwards. You know, that's, that's back to, uh, Dan Sullivan's concept of who, not how. And he wrote a great book recently with uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy that, that goes into this concept deeper, but do, do your unique ability, do your thing and find other, when you have other tasks to be done, other uh, areas of genius that you need somebody to step in, find that person. Don't do it yourself. And but you know one of the things that you said about reading that I that I agree and I and I read this recently is that if you read just an hour a day, okay, first of all you're going to be in the top one tenth of one percent of all readers, right? Just one hour a day. Yep. But in seven years, it'll likely put you in the upper echelon of human success within seven years. Okay, so if there was one thing that you could do today. Right. And, and by the way, it doesn't, sometimes I believe you could go back and read, reread the best books over and over instead of reading new books. Okay. Um, and I know in the first two chapters, three chapters, whether I want to continue to read a book or not, right. It's kind of, sometimes it's like, okay, yeah, I got it. Got it. All right, let's move on. But, um, you know, I think that that's, that's really important. And then finding a mentor, invest in your time and money in the workshops, in the courses. Because if I can take what, what Logan's learned in the last five years, where he's really created a lot of velocity, if I can learn that and implement it in three years instead of five, well, why wouldn't I do that? I just got two more years, even if I, even if I was as good at it as you, but I'm pretty sure that I can, I can copy what you did, right? I'm, I mean, I, I might not have been, I might not be able to innovate what you innovated, right? But if, if in a day of, of a workshop and some coaching and, you know, I don't know, uh, once a month or once a week or whatever the coaching is, I mean, if I'm, and, and if I'm held accountable, hey, did you go do this? No, I didn't. Well, why not? right? Well, I was afraid of X. Okay. Let me get you over that. Right? Like, like if, 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 if Warren Buffett would coach you and you wanted to go buy companies, cause don't think Warren Buffett invests in the stock market. Okay. He buys companies. Okay. Yeah. So if he would coach you on buying companies, 
how much would you pay for that coaching? So much. <laughs> Hard yeah, to I, I mean, could you overpay? I don't yeah. think so. Right. So there, there, so f- that's really where I think as we wrap this up, what is the solution? Well, the solution is to have a coach, to have the right be, to have the right vision and the right goal in mind. It's not the old definition of retirement, which we talked about, right? Which is build up a bunch of money and then hope you don't run out of it before you die. Yeah. Financial freedom. And it took you how long to get to financial freedom, Logan? Seven years. Seven years. So everybody in the audience, seven years from today, you have financial freedom. That And you control that path. Could be five years, could be 10 years, but, but somewhere in that range, you're financially free. What are you willing to do today to make that happen? Logan, any, any final uh, famous last words? Yeah, I would just say, because I, I still remember this. I still remember buying my first investment I had control of, which was just a single family house. Say, you know, took forever to get it. Um, I remember uh, fear. And I think a lot of people will f- fear making these adjustments and making these changes. And I would just tell you, you need to then grow your ambition. If you can grow your ambition to beat that fear, you will make that move. And that's what happened to me. I, I did, I had too much fear. So it took me way too long to be able to change the way I was moving my hard earned money until my ambition finally outweighed my fear so that I could take that risk. Cause you will not take the risk cause that's what you're going to perceive it to be. Might not even be a risk, but you, your perception that it is a risk and that scares you. And if you are scared and you have that fear, I did too. You got to figure out ways through mentors, through books, through your own self-confidence to create enough ambition to want it bad enough. Um, You know, I know we talked about this. I'm going to be launching my book literally called Find Your Financial Freedom at the end of March, early April. And um, it's about your, it's your destination. And you got to have enough like intensity uh, around that ambition to get past that feeling of being scared or fearful to take what your perception is of a risk. And when you do, it'll open up so many more doors. And I'm sure you remember feeling that Jim, when you started your journey, we all remember like nobody just is there or or gets the financial freedom without taking some risk without being scared. And uh, so that's what I would tell you. If you haven't got on that journey yet, like that, that's where it starts. You know, my only regret is the times that I let the other people or myself tell me that I couldn't do it or that I was on the right path and I knew that I wasn't on the right path and is, is that's the time I regret. I don't regret any of the actions that I ever took. I mean, because every time I took an action, even if it failed, I learned a lot. And in buying businesses and, and running businesses and buying real estate and showing people infinite banking, you know, I used to use a 80 uh, slide PowerPoint, right? Because that's how I was taught to present things. And now I use videos and courses and I draw stuff out on a, on a Wacom board and it's on a piece of paper. You know, it's basically a digital piece of paper. So, you know, cause I'm with you, I need a visual to, to see this and to understand it. But I'll tell you what, back in the day, the I used to go to every workshop that I could that I had the time to go to. 
And I went to a lot of good ones and I went to a lot of bad ones, but I learned something, at least took one nugget from everything. And so I think take the best, leave the rest. And it is, is a good, is a good strategy in everything that you do. And, um, you know, when I think about April coming up, got your book launch, we're going to, we're going to have you, uh, featured in the create tailwind community. And if you go to community.createtailwind.com, you can join the community. And once you're in the community, ask questions of the other members. Share your experiences. This is your community. It's not Create Tailwind's community. It's our community. It's your community. It's, it's, it's together. And those courses that we're going to provide in there are going to do all, all of the things that we're talking about today. Give you the confidence. Give you the mentorship give you the vision and we're going to help. And by the way, we know that there's somebody in this audience that's going to take it to the next level and they're going to teach Logan something and they're going to teach Jim something and they're going to cheat and they're going to serve because being a go, good go giver is all about serving other people and helping other people. And uh, Logan is the master at that. And I'm so looking forward to the book and I'm looking forward to the workshop uh, in May, um, at the, uh, tell people the, the dates. I I'm sorry. I forgot them already. May 21st. Uh, and there's a VIP second day, 22nd in Appleton, Wisconsin, and Jim will be there too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be there. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about it and, um, some great golf up there in Wisconsin. So I'm going to, I might be there a little longer. I'm, my wife might, uh, think that I'm there for a whole week, uh, of learning, but I might be playing golf a few days. Uh, so audience, this is what you got to do. And in, in the next guy that's going to talk here and take you out of this episode, you have to listen to this. And if you haven't listened to the strangest secret, you have to do it. And if you haven't taken our course, becoming your own banker on the community, which it's free. Okay. So there's, you know, I always say that you need to have some skin in the game, but this is one we're not going to even make you have skin in the game. And I'm going to make a deal. If you listen to all three of these episodes and you're fired up to learn more, I want you to, to send an email to harper at createtailwind.com and we're going to give you a free book, Becoming Your Own Banker, okay? For, the, for anybody that hasn't read the book, if you have the book, then, 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 then you have the book. But if you haven't read it, send us an email, okay? Thank you, Logan. I uh, really appreciate your time. And, and uh, this has been, I'm fired up after doing these, uh, this series on, uh, on financial freedom and looking forward to the book. Same. Thank you. Thank you. Here's the key to success and the key to failure. We become what we think about. Now, let me say that again. We become what we think about. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you are looking to discover new wealth building strategies, then go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com to join our free online community and get access to free courses and in-depth training videos designed to help you build wealth and break away from the herd. Click the link in the show notes to access the community today. Thanks again for listening.